Cancer blows. I'm just going to leave that there right for a moment, and I will get back to it because it does suck in every way possible. This is about a journey, my personal journey, going through cancer and hopefully being on the other side, on the survivorship side. To begin with, when, you first, when I first started down this journey, a lot of people told me, doctors included, that I should be journaling. Something to remember this experience by and just kind of put my thoughts out there. I have never been a journaler. Ever, ever, ever in my whole life. It was one of those things at school when the teacher says, we're going to journal, tell me about your weekend. I would sit there and I would do the obligatory. This weekend, I went to the zoo or something like that. And that was it. I'm not very good at putting my thoughts into writing. I've never enjoyed it. I've never found peace or calm in picking up a book and writing my thoughts down. So this is my way of putting all my jumbled thoughts, my raw emotions, everything I'm kind of going through out there. So a big disclaimer is that this is definitely a personal journey for me. This is my experiences with what I've been going through with cancer. This is by no means a unique experience as cancer affects so many of us, but this is definitely my experience. There are times where my language is going to be pretty potty mouthish because I can do that. I love going off on tangents, so I might get sidetracked, but this is me putting my thoughts, my emotions, and it's going to be very raw. So there's not going to be a lot of takes. I'm not pre-recording and editing. This is just cancer and all the turmoil and the confusion and the murkiness that it is. So where to start, I guess, would be a good place would be at the beginning and maybe who I am. So when I first got diagnosed with cancer, and I'll go back to all of that, um, I guess I fit on what's called the young cancer, young cancer, people with young cancer. I don't know the exact word right now. Um, I Do I feel like a young person with cancer? No. I feel like a youngish person with cancer. I feel definitely way too young to have cancer, for sure. But when I think of someone, a young adult with cancer, I guess that'd be called it, a young adult with cancer, I definitely think of someone maybe uh, late teens, early 20s, early 30s, and I'm definitely high side of 30s, 30-ish, I like to say. Uh, so when they said a young adult with cancer, I kind of was like, yes, I am. I definitely feel too young to have cancer, but whether I'm a young adult or not, I don't know if I quite identify with that so much. And maybe it's because when I had my second child and they tell you, you know, your age of who's having this child. I remember going in with my daughter and I was 36 at the time and I was considered an older mom. So not quite geriatric, but definitely they said an older, older woman having a baby. So if I was an older woman or an older mom at that point having a baby and then to be told a couple years later that I'm a young adult with cancer, it just doesn't always quite jive, I guess. So 
I'm considered a young adult with cancer. I guess this is a label to anyone who is 40 and younger. So again, I'm in the high young adultish. But I am a, a person with cancer with young children. And I don't know if this makes my experience more unique, but I definitely have young kids at home. So I have a six-year-old and one that just turned three. And this is a completely, I guess, different spin on it. Because when I think about what I would do or how I would handle cancer without kids and the realities of having kids at home, it's completely different. My thoughts are if I had to go through cancer, go through chemo without kids, I would put on my onesie, I would go hibernate for however many months it took, download a whole bunch of shows or binge watch Netflix and just get through it. Ideally, I'm like, I can do that. That's whatever it'll take. But with kids, that reality is not what's actually happening in my life. So I, so I guess moving on, I'm a young adult with cancer. Um, I have or was diagnosed with stage three colon cancer. And that was a shock. Definitely a shock. Um, I totally think of it as I was literally going through life, minding my own business, being a good person, maybe not the best person, but I wasn't a terrible person, um, doing my thing. There was times I was definitely selfish and that, and then bam, boom, one day it's like getting hit by a bus and I've got cancer, like out of nowhere. And that's exactly how it felt. It felt like just out of nowhere, I got hit with cancer. Moving forward, though, I like to think, because I'm going to, my mantra is, I don't have cancer. I don't have cancer. And I'll kind of jump back to that. But at the time when I guess I did have cancer, that was, that was it. And everyone keeps asking me, well, how did you know? Like, what, what, what are the signs? And... Uh, how did you know you had cancer? And hindsight is such a wonderful thing at times and terrible at others. If I were to look back, I keep th- I can feel completely guilty and I keep thinking, well, was that a sign a year ago what, when I wasn't feeling well or something happened? Could that have been a sign of cancer? Did I not catch it early enough? Is there something more I could have done? I don't know. And I, it's no use going down that rabbit hole because there will be future ones where I will talk about going down a dark, dark rabbit hole and on the internet because there are days where you, you do that. But if I had to start back with the symptoms, I can definitely say, yeah, those are symptoms. Those weren't normal. It all happened around Easter, maybe a bit earlier, maybe January, if I'm being a hundred percent honest, but again, I can't pinpoint exactly, but definitely Easter of 2021. So we had just, we're going through this big pandemic and I'm thinking I am pretty lucky for my family situation going through a pandemic. I have young kids. So being at home with them as a family, locked up, not being able to go anywhere, it was not a complete bad thing. Yes, we drove each other crazy and kind of get batty. But I didn't have teenagers who are used to going out and just wanted to be with friends. My son at the time, 
was in kindergarten, so he didn't know what school could look like. My daughter wears a mask so well. Everyone says, oh, she's so good at putting on a mask, but she doesn't know better. She doesn't know different. Everywhere we go, we've had to put on a mask. So being at home for COVID and during this pandemic, I knew friends and family and I colleagues who were definitely having a more difficult experience with it than I was. So we're buckled down and things were actually, I mean, they weren't ideal. I, we wanted to get through this, but they weren't end of the world. And so it's Easter time and I'm laying into the candy, the mini eggs especially, a lot of mini eggs. And this is where I'm going to talk real because we're going to talk poo and grossness and because it's colon cancer. It's messy. It's gross. There's no niceties about it. So this is poo talk right now. Let's get dirty, dirty poo talk. So my bowels are off. They're different. And that means for me more diarrhea, more explosive diarrhea. And at first I'm thinking, I got to lay off the candy. I got to lay off the mini eggs because, oh my goodness, this is gross. And just start detoxing and feeling better. And it's not the first time in my life I felt like that. I always feel like that around Christmas where I overindulge or Easter. And then I just think I got to get back to smoothies and clean and healthy eating. And I feel better. My body feels better. I don't feel so icky. So I started thinking I got to get doing that and more smoothies and things like that. And I started and nothing was really changing. Um, And then I started noticing blood in the stool. And that's always a concern. And at first you're kind of like, do I say anything if it's a once thing? So the first thing you do is you get on the internet. Because why not? It's right there handy. And the first thing it says is, you know, if it happens once, don't worry about it. Right? I mean, there's many reasons to have blood in the stool. Yes, some of them are really, really bad reasons. But there's also reasons that are nothing too. But if it continues, probably call your doctor. So I, th- I was thinking about it. And I was like, okay, well, it's once. So I should just let it go. Um, my husband is hemorrhoids, so I kind of was asking him and he's like, yeah, I, I, I get hemorrhoids and I was like, okay, maybe you've got a hemorrhoid, an internal one. Cause I mean, it doesn't hurt. And then I kind of forgot about it cause it was once. And then it kind of happened again, maybe a week or two later. And I was thinking, oh, am I aggravating a hemorrhoid or I don't even know at that point what I was thinking. So I thought, okay, I, I should make an appointment with my doctor. I mean, why not? I'm starting to kind of get worried. My bowels aren't getting better. Like it's still diarrhea. Now it's got blood in it. Not a lot. It's not like I was pulling out a ton of blood. When you look on the internet too, you can get some really nasty pictures. You have people who are like, what happens if I shit out a quarter worth of blood or the toilet looks like this and it gets pretty nasty. So you're kind of looking at those pictures morbidly just so you have some kind of comparison. And I'm thinking, okay, I don't have anything that looks like that. It doesn't look like something died in the toilet bowl. I should stop worrying and stop panicking. So I kind of phone my doctor and, you know, getting into, I don't know, my family doctor takes a while. So, okay, maybe in a couple weeks we can make an appointment, maybe three weeks. And I'm thinking, okay, sounds good. Um, but then it starts getting more frequent over the next week and a half. So it's every time I go to the bathroom. I'm like, well, this isn't good. So I phoned uh, 
811, whatever that is, 311, the medical uh, helpline where you talk to a nurse. And, you know, they're asking all these questions. When did it start? How much is it a teaspoon? Is it this? And I'm thinking in my head, I don't, I don't bloody know. Literally, I don't measure it. But, yeah, it's, it's every time. It's frequent. Do you have pain? And that was the big question. No, I, I didn't really have stomach cramps. I didn't have pain. Have you had any unexplained weight loss? No, I maintain the same weight. And they're asking all these other symptoms. And I'm thinking, no, no, it's just this diarrhea, the bowels that won't get better, and now there's blood frequently. Well, you know, it's it's probably a hemorrhoid that you've aggravated. I mean, maybe you have a polyp, right? It, it's aggravated that, who knows? But you know what? Go see your family doctor, okay? Well, you know, I made an appointment to my family doctor. It's going to be a while to get in. Should I go to the walk-in? Because... I'm a worry ward. I worry about everything. So at this point, going down on the internet, not only was I comparing pictures, but then all of a sudden you start to second guess yourself, right? And then the odd picture or the odd feed will pop up and it'll be like, cancer poo, cancer. And you kind of, you don't want to go there, but you're kind of like, does mine look like that? Really? I don't know. So you kind of start to worry and because it's me. I do this extra panic, panic worry. And in the end, he's like, you know what? Yes, if it's going to take that long to go to your doctor, go go to the walk-in. You know what? You'll feel better and you should get this checked out because it's not normal. So I, I next day, I'm like, I, I got to go because I can't, I'm not sleeping and I can't just hold off. So I went first thing in the morning to the walk-in and waited and I get there. And this is, I guess, where looking back, I can say I, I lucked out. So the doctor who saw me, um, she's last day before mat leave. She looks like she's going to pop. She looks like she's going to birth a baby while talking to me. So she could have easily just written me off and said, you know what, go see your family doctor. It's nothing or just written me off because she's off to have her baby. And in the end, she didn't. She was very thorough. So I... I'm so grateful for that. So she's asked me questions. When did it start? And so by this time, um, it's it's more June now because Easter was April, and then I kind of waited because it was only once, and then I wait, and then you wait because you're not quite sure. And so by this time, it's June, and then she's asking questions, and I'm trying to think. And this is where I go to hindsight, and I was like, well, in January. Did I have did I have blood in my stool in January? And I keep thinking, did I have that one poop in January that had blood in it? And my mind says, yeah, I did. But I, it was that once and I forgot about it. And so I, I kind of say that. And she's like, well, don't. when did you notice it consistently? So I kind of felt better about that. But in my head, it's turning and turning in the background about, oh my gosh, has this been going on a lot longer than I thought it was? So I you know, tell her everything that's going on. And she right away, you know, finger up the bum. So yay. Uh, and then she says, well, you know what, we should probably get you in for a colonoscopy. And because of your age and that, the sooner the better. But um, because it's COVID, it might take a lot longer than what would usually happen. And I'm thinking, okay, colonoscopy, okay, that can't be that bad. I mean, they stick something up your butt, but I'll feel better. They'll know. And I'll just know. Um, and then that was that. And she kind of, I, I, 
put it off and made me kind of feel better. And I was like, okay, she's, uh, she's like, I don't see anything, but it doesn't mean there's not a hemorrhoid in there and you haven't lost weight and all the rest. So I left feeling, okay, it's probably not serious, but we're going to get things checked out and I can kind of relax for a bit. So I went to my regular doctor's appointment because I finally got to see him and same thing. He looked it up and he's like, well, you know, she was thorough. You're going to, you're already booked for a colonoscopy. And I'm kind of like, well, are they going to phone? And yeah, they'll phone. You don't phone them. So it's just a waiting game, which is waiting games are the worst. So you kind of wait. And again, he's like, I wouldn't be concerned. And you know, any questions? And I'm like, you know, am I going to make it doc? And he's like, yes, you're, you're going to be fine. It's probably nothing, but you know, good thing you're getting it checked out. I mean, you're healthy. Look, you're healthy. You've got energy. You've got color. Your, your blood work came back. Um, yes, it's a little low in iron, but you're a woman who has a period, right? So it's not like it's significantly low. So it's nothing concerning. And I'm thinking, okay. Um, so eventually... I, you, you kind of put things off, but it's still there because every time I go to the bathroom, it's not getting better. It's, it's still diarrhea. And so my doctor's like, well, let's work on the prebiotics and probiotics and stuff. And let's just build up and fix your bowels and change your diet. And in my head, I'm like, if you even know who I am, I am not one to experience with diet. Like I eat the same thing for breakfast every day since I was like 10. I like things plain. I do not like the spicy foods. I don't like any of the stuff that is supposed to aggravate like a hemorrhoid and cause stomach lining issues or anything like that. So I'm like, I've been doing the same diet. I don't for however much, you know, as long as I can remember and nothing's ever had a problem before. So I'm feeling better, but in the back of my head, I'm nagging. It, something's nagging. Like, it's just not right. Something's just not right. Uh, so I go in for a GI specialist appointment. They call me in because they want to do a meet and greet first. And, you know, you sit down and she's talking about, again, no weight loss, all the rest. No, no, no stomach cramps. How long has this been happening? Any constipation? Nope. Uh, oh, by the, oh, my mom has IBS. Oh, you know what? that's probably what it is. It's IBS. So here's a FODMAP. So start changing your diet. And you know what? Your blood work came back. And you know what? You're a little bit lactose intolerant. Did you know that? And I'm kind of like, no, well, let's cut out the lactose out of your diet. And again, I'm thinking, my husband, by the way, is lactose intolerant. So we do not have a lot of dairy with lactose in our house because I'm too cheap and I'm not filling up my fridge with two types of milk, two types of cheeses, two types of sour cream and so forth and so forth. So we pretty much eat lactose-free everything. The only time I would say I don't eat lactose-free is ice cream. And it's not like I indulge and have ice cream every night. So I like, so I'm thinking, okay, she's like, take a lactate before you have ice cream. And it's, you know, it could be that it's your lactose intolerance bugging it. And again, in my head, I'm like, you're not listening. I, I don't have a lot of lactose in my diet. So, it, but sure, you're the expert. I'll do the FODMAP. I'll do this. Um, and we're going to get you in the colonoscopy as soon as we can. So it's just waiting and waiting and waiting at this point for them to call for this colonoscopy. And I'm thinking, you know what? It can't be that bad, right? I've heard people have got colonoscopies. It's not exciting. I mean, who wants a camera up their butt? I mean... It's not like something I'm like, yay, sign me up this weekend, please. But it's like peace of mind. So now I'm at the, at the waiting game 
and waiting for my colonoscopy. So knowing that something's not right, hoping that it's an aggravated hemorrhoid or something like that, not really wanting to go down the dark path that it's something more. And that's kind of where I was at this point. I was kind of in a limbo. And I'm going to stop right here because going for the colonoscopy and prepping for the colonoscopy, there's a whole lot to unpack in there. Anyways, so if you're still part of my journey, I'll be going into the colonoscopy next.